This episode is brought to you by bunnieslippers.com. Go to bunnieslippers.com in the show notes and learn how you can buy an awesome, awesome pair of those Highland cow slippers. They're so shaggy and they keep my feet warm in this breezy studio. You know what else is cool? Founditemclothing.com. Cool, cool, cool retro-looking t-shirts based off of designs found in your favorite cult films. I still always wear my Bad News Bears Chico uh, Bail Bonds t-shirt. The orange sleeves are super cool. Kind of a yellowy orange. They're cool. I like them a lot. I got a couple of them, and I wear them all the time when I'm doing stuff. They used to be my formal shirts, and uh, now they've turned into my woodworking shirts. But I wear them all the time still. And so can you at founditemclothing.com. Bunnieslippers.com, too, if you're always going for that uh, real genius cool guy uh, look that uh, What's-His-Face did. Real genius. That's a, that's a fun movie. I can't, I can't remember if it holds up still or if it has problematic scenes. All right. Anyway, uh, something that probably may have some problematic parts in it. Ambrose Spears's Devil's Dictionary. It was written in the late 19th century, so... I don't think he was a creep in some ways, but there's other ways that, I don't know, time just kind of moves on, and that's kind of just like... So, I'm not an Ambrose Spears apologist. If he says something that upsets you, you know what? It probably upsets me, too. Uh, so, yeah, hey, here's some Ambrose Spears Devil's Dictionary. Him poking fun at everything. I don't know who I'm going to have as a guest on this month, but I probably will try and uh, try and dig some people up for this one. So, hopefully, but I don't know, halfway through the month, towards the end of the month, there'll be some cool special episodes, and I don't know who else I can have. I mean, I can always bug Ken Hyde about it, and I can always, uh, I don't know, beg David Heath to help me out again, and I don't know, maybe uh, put a bunch of stuff up on Twitter and get the Ambrose Beers group uh, going on. Check out the Ambrose Beers group on Facebook. There's several Ambrose Beers groups. I recommend them all. <laughs> and what else? Oh, Don Swaim's uh, Death of Ambrose Beers. Really good book. Check that out. I'm always going to doubt that one. That is a fun one. Uh, I'm trying to remember if anyone's done any uh, Ambrose Spears RPGs that I know personally, uh, or any uh, troubadours who've uh, sung any songs. I don't think of any. Write me. Let me know. Go to pgttcm.com. Go to the comment section. Let us know what's going on. And uh, hey, why don't you check us out on Facebook and on Instagram? We're Black Clock Audio Tales. And hey, wherever you're listening to us, give us a a thumbs up, subscribe, uh, let other people know that you like us, and enjoy Recording the show. by John Hicken. The Devil's Dictionary by Ambrose Bierce. The letter C. Kaaba. Noun. A large stone presented by the Archangel Gabriel to the Patriarch Abraham and preserved at Mecca. The Patriarch had perhaps asked the Archangel for bread. Cabbage. Noun. A familiar kitchen garden vegetable, about as large and wise as a man's head. The cabbage is so called from Cabasius, a prince who, on ascending the throne, issued a decree appointing a high council of empire consisting of the members of his predecessor's ministry and the cabbages in the royal garden. 
Were any of His Majesty's measures of state policy miscarried conspicuously, it was gravely announced that several members of the High Council had been beheaded, and his murmuring subjects were appeased. Calamity. Noun. A more than commonly plain and unmistakable reminder that the affairs of this life are not of our own ordering. Calamities are of two kinds, misfortune to ourselves and good fortune to others. Callous. Adjective. Gifted with great fortitude to bear the evils afflicting another. When Zeno was told that one of his enemies was no more, he was observed to be deeply moved. What? said one of his disciples. You weep at the death of an enemy? Ah, it is true, replied the great Stoic, but you should see me smile at the death of a friend. Calumnus. Noun. A graduate of the school for scandal. Camel. Noun. A quadruped. Displapes humpidorsus. Of great value to the show business. There are two kinds of camels. The camel proper and the camel improper. It is the latter that is always exhibited. Cannibal. Noun. Gastronome of the old school, who preserves a simple taste and adheres to the natural diet of the pre-pork period. Cannon. Noun. An instrument employed in the rectification of national boundaries. Canonicals. Noun. The motley worn by jesters of the court of heaven. Capital. Noun. The seat of misgovernment. That which provides the fire, the pot, the dinner, the table, and the knife and fork for the alchist. The part of the repast that himself supplies is the disgrace before meat. Capital punishment. A penalty regarding the justice and expediency of which many worthy persons, including all the assassins, entertain grave misgivings. Carmelite. Noun. A mendicant friar of the order of Mount Carmel. At death of the rising out one day, across Mount Carmel he took his way, where he met a mendicant monk, some three or four quarters drunk, with a holy leer and a pious grin, ragged and fat and a saucy of sin, who held out his hands and cried, Give, give, enchant his name, I pray. Give in the name of the church, O oh, give, give that her holy sons may live. And death replied, smiling long and wide, I'll give, Holy Father, I'll give thee a ride. With a rattle and bang of his bones he sprang, with his famous pale horse, with his spear. By the neck and foot seized the fellow, and put him astride, with his face to the rear. The monarch laughed loud with a sound that fell, like clods on the coffin's sounding shell. Ho, ho, a beggar on horseback, they say, will ride to the devil, and thump. He felt the flat of his dart on a rump of the charge which gants away. Faster and faster and faster it flew, till the rocks and the flocks and the trees that grew by the road were dim and blended and blue to the wild, wild eyes of the rider in size resembling a couple of blackberry pies. Death laughed again as a tomb might laugh, at a burial service spoiled and the mourner's intentions foiled by the body erecting its head and objecting to further proceedings in its behalf. Many a year and many a day have passed since these events away. The monk has long been a dusty corse, and death has never recovered his horse, but a fire got hold of his tail, 
I steered it within the pale, and a monetary grey where the beast was stabled and fed, with barley and oil and bread, till fatter it grew than a fattest friar, and so in due course was appointed prior. By G. J. Carnivorous. Adjective. Addicted to the cruelty of devouring the timorous vegetarian, his heirs and signs. Cartesian. Adjective. Related to Descartes, a famous philosopher, author of the celebrated dictum Cognito Ergo Sum, whereby he was pleased to suppose he demonstrated the reality of human existence. The dictum might be improved, however, thus. Cognito Cognito Ergo Cognito Sum. I think that I think, therefore I think that I am. As close an approach to certainty as any philosopher has yet made. Cat. Noun. A soft, indestructible automaton, further by nature to be kicked when things go wrong in the domestic circle. This is a dog. This is a cat. This is a frog. This is a rat. Run dog. Mew cat. Jump frog. No rat. By Levinson. Cavalier. Noun. A critic of our own work. Cemetery. Noun. An isolated suburban spot, where mourners match flies, poets write as a target, and stone-cutters spell for a wager. The inscriptions following will serve to illustrate the success attained in these limping games. His virtues were so conspicuous that his enemies, unable to overlook them, denied them, and his friends, to whose loose lives they were a rebuke, represented them as vices. They are here commemorated by his family, who shared them. In the earth we here prepare a place to lay our little Clara. Thomas M. and Mary Fraser. P.S. Gabriel will raise her. Centaur. Noun. One of a race of persons who lived before the division of labour had been carried to such a pitch of differentiation, and who followed the primitive economic maxim, every man his own horse. The best of the lot was Chiron, who, to the wisdom and virtues of the horse, added the fleetness of man. The scripture story of the head of John the Baptist on a charger is that pagan myths of somewhat sophisticated sacred history. Cerberus Noun The watchdog of Hades, whose duty was to guard the entrance, against whom or what does not clearly appear. Everybody, sooner or later, has to go there, and nobody wanted to go off the entrance. Cerberus is known to have had three heads, and some of the poets have credited him with as many as a hundred. Professor Graybill, whose clerky erudition and profound knowledge of Greek give his opinion great weight, has averaged all the estimates and makes the number 27, a judgment that would be entirely conclusive if Professor Graybill had known A, something about dogs, and B, something about arithmetic. Childhood. Noun. The period of human life intermediate between the idiocy of infancy and the folly of youth. Two removes from the sin of manhood, and three from the remorse of age. Christian. Noun. One who believes that the New Testament is a divinely inspired book, amply suited to the spiritual needs of his neighbour. One who follows the teachings of Christ, insofar as they are not inconsistent with a life of sin.
I dreamed I stood upon a hill, and lo, the godly multitudes walked to and fro, beneath in seventh garments fitly clad, with pious men, appropriately sad, and all the church bells played a solemn din, a fire alarm to those who lived in sin. Then saw I gazing thoughtfully below, with tranquil face, upon that holy show, a tall, spare figure, in a robe of white, whose eyes diffused a melancholy light. God keep you, stranger, I exclaimed. You are, no doubt, your habit shows it, from afar, and yet I entertain the hope that you, like these good people, are a Christian, too. He raised his eyes, and with a look so stern, it made me with a thousand blushes burn. Replied, his manner with disdain was spiced. What? I a Christian? No, indeed, I am Christ. By G.J. Circus Noun A place where horses, ponies and elephants are permitted to see men, women and children acting a fool. Clairvoyant Noun A person, commonly a woman, who has the power of seeing that which is invisible to her patron, namely, that he is a blockhead. Clarinet Noun Instrument of torture operated by a person with cotton in his ears. There are two instruments that are worse than a clarinet. Two clarinets. Clergyman. Noun. A man who undertakes the management of our spiritual affairs as a method of bettering his temporal ones. Cleo. Noun. One of the nine muses. Cleo's function was to preside over history which she did with great dignity, many of the prominent citizens of Athens occupying seats on the platform, the meetings being addressed by Messrs. Zephon, Herodotus, and other popular speakers. Clock, noun, a machine of great moral value to man, allaying his concern for the future by reminding him what a lot of time remains to him. A busy man complained one day, I get no time. What's that you say? Could out his friend a lazy quiz. You have, sir, all the time there is. There's plenty too, and don't you doubt it. We're never for an hour without it. By Persil Crofe. Closed fisted. Adjective. Unduly desirous of keeping that which many meritorious persons wish to obtain. Closed fisted Scotchman, Johnson cried, to thrifty Jane McPherson. See me, I am ready to divide with any worthy person. Said Jamie, that is very true, the boast requires no backing, and all are worthy, sir, to you, who have what you are lacking. By Anita M. Bowyer. Conabout, noun, a man who piously shuts himself up to meditate upon the sin of wickedness, and to keep it fresh in his mind, joins a brotherhood of awful examples. O'Connorbite, O'Connorbite, monastical Gregarian, you differ from the anchorite, that solitudinarian. With volleyed prayers you wound old Nick, with dropping shots he makes him sick. By Quincy Giles. Comfort, noun. The state of mind produced by contemplation of a neighbour's uneasiness. Commendation, noun. 
the tribute that we pay to achievements that resemble, but do not equal, our own. Commerce. Noun. A kind of transaction in which A plunders from B the goods of C, and for compensation B picks the pocket of D of money belonging to E. Commonwealth. Noun. An administrative entity operated by an incalculable multitude of political parasites, logically active but fortuitously efficient. This Commonwealth's capital's corridors of view so thronged with a hungry and indolent crew of clerks, pages, porters, and all attaches whom rascals appoint under populous pays. That a cat cannot slip through the thicket of shins, nor hear its own shriek for the noise of their chins. On clerks and on pages and porters and all, Misfortune attend, and disaster before. May life be to them a succession of hurts, May fleas by the bushel inhabit their shirts. May aches and diseases encamp in their bones, Their lungs full of tubercles, bladders of stones. May microbes bacilli their tissues infest, And tapeworms securely their bowels digest. May corncobs be snared without hope in their hair, And frequent impalement their pleasure impair. Disturbed by their dreams, by the awful discourse of audible sofas, sepulchrally coarse, by chairs acrobatic and waving floors, the mattress that kicks and the pillow that snores, sons of cupidity cradled in sin, their criminal ranks made a death angel thin, avenging a friend whom I couldn't work in. By KQ. Compromise. Noun. Such an adjustment of conflicting interests, as gives each adversary the satisfaction of thinking he has got what he ought not to have, and is deprived of nothing except what was justly his due. Compulsion. Noun. The eloquence of power. Condole. Verb intransitive. To show that bereavement is a smaller evil than sympathy. Confidant, confidant. Noun. One entrusted by A with the secrets of B, confided by him to C. Congratulation. Noun. The civility of envy. Congress. Noun. A body of men who meet to appeal laws. Connoisseur. Noun. A specialist who knows everything about something, and nothing about anything else. An old wine-biber, having been smashed in a railway collision, some wine was poured on his lips to revive him. Pulleyak, 1873, he murmured, and died. Conservative. Noun. A statesman who is enamoured of existing evils, as distinguished from the liberal, who wishes to replace them with others. Consolation. Noun. The knowledge that a better man is more unfortunate than yourself. Consul. Noun. In American politics, a person who, having failed to secure an office from the people, is given one by the administration, on condition that he leave the country. Consult. Verb intransitive. To seek another's disapproval of a course already decided on. Contempt. Noun. The feeling of a prudent man for an enemy who is too formidable safely to be opposed. 
Controversy. Noun. A battle in which spittle or ink replaces the injurious cannonball and the inconsiderate bayonet. In controversy with the facile tongue, that blood is warfare of the old and young, so seek your adversary to engage that on himself he shall exhaust his rage, and like a snake that's fastened to the ground, with his own fangs inflict the fatal wound. You ask me how this miracle is done. Adopt his own opinions, one by one, and taunt him to refute them. In his wrath he'll sweep them pitilessly from his path, advance then gently all you wish to prove, each proposition prefaced with, as you so well remarked, or as you wisely say, and I cannot dispute, or, by the way, this view of it which, better far expressed, runs through your argument, then leave the rest to him, secure that he'll perform his trust, and prove your views intelligent and just. By Conmor Apple Brunet Convent Now, a place of retirement for women who wish for leisure to meditate upon the vice of idleness. Conversation Now, a fair to the display of the minor mental commodities, each exhibitor being too intent upon the arrangement of his own wares to observe those of his neighbour. Coronation Now, the ceremony of investing a sovereign with the outward and visible signs of his divine right be blown sky-high with a dynamite bomb. Corporal Noun The man who occupies the lowest rung of the military ladder. Fiercely the battle raised and sad to tell, our corporal heroically fell. Vain from her height looked down upon the ball, and said he hadn't very far to fall. By Giacomo Smith Corporation Noun an ingenious device for obtaining individual profit without individual responsibility. Corsair. Noun. A politician of the seas. Court fool. Noun. The plaintiff. Coward. Noun. One who, in a perilous emergency, thinks with his legs. Crayfish. Noun. A small crustacean very much resembling the lobster, but less indigestible. In this small fish I take it that human wisdom is admirably figured and symbolised. But whereas a crayfish doth move only backward, can have only retrospection, seeing naught but the perils already past, so the wisdom of man doth not enable him to avoid the follies that beset his course, but only to apprehend their nature afterward. A tip is to Sir James Merivale Creditor Noun One of a tribe of savages dwelling beyond the financial straits and dreaded for their desolating incursions. Cremona Noun A high-priced violin made in Connecticut. Critic Noun A person who boasts himself hard to please because nobody tries to please him. There is a land of pure delight beyond Jordan's flood, where saints appelled all in white bring back the critic's mod. And as he legs it through the skies, his pelter sable hue, he sorrows sore to recognise the missiles that he threw. By Owen Goof. Cross, noun, an ancient religious symbol erroneously supposed to owe its significance to the most solemn event in the history of Christianity, 
really antedating it by thousands of years. By many it has been believed to be identical with the crooks and sata of the ancient phallic worship, but it has been traced even beyond all that we know of that to the rites of primitive peoples. We have today the white cross as a symbol of chastity and the red cross as a badge of benevolent neutrality in war. Having in mind the former, the Reverend Father Gasalaska Jape smites the liar to the effect following. Be good, be good, the sisterhood cry out in holy chorus, and to dissuade from sin parade their various charms before us. But why, oh why, has ne'er an eye seen her of winsome manner, and useful grace and pretty face flaunting a white cross banner? Now where's the need of speech and screed to better our behaving? A simpler plan for saving man, at first is he worth saving? His dears, when he declines to flee, with bad thoughts that beset him, ignores the law as to a straw, and wants to sin, don't let him. Quibono, Latin. What good would that do me? Cunning, noun. The faculty that distinguishes a weak animal, or person, from a strong one. It brings its possessor much mental satisfaction and great material adversity. An Italian proverb says, The furrier gets the skins of more foxes than asses. Cupid, noun. The so-called god of love. This bastard creation of a barber's fancy was no doubt inflicted upon mythology by the sins of its deities. Of all unbeautiful and inappropriate conceptions, this is the most reasonless and offensive. The notion of symbolising sexual love by a semi-sexless babe, and comparing the pains of passion to the wounds of an arrow, of introducing this pudgy homunculus into art grossly to materialise the subtle spirit and suggestion of the work, this is eminently worthy of the age that, giving it birth, laid it on the doorstep of prosperity. Curiosity, noun. An objectionable quality of the female mind. The desire to know whether or not a woman is cursed with curiosity is one of the most active and insatiable passions of the masculine soul. Curse, verb transitive. Energetically to belabour with a verbal slapstick. This is an operation which, in literature, particularly in the drama, is commonly fatal to the victim. Nevertheless, the liability to a cursing is a risk that cuts but a small figure in fixing the rates of life insurance. Cynic, noun. A blackguard whose faulty vision sees things as they are, not as they ought to be. Hence the custom among the Scythians of plucking out a cynic's eyes to improve his vision. End of letter C. Recording by Kathy of www.skippopscratch.com The Devil's Dictionary by Ambrose Bierce, letter D. Damn, verb, a word formerly much used by the Paphlagonians, the meaning of which is lost. By the learned Dr. Dolabelli Gack, it is believed to have been a term of satisfaction, implying the highest possible degree of mental tranquility. Professor Groke, on the contrary, thinks it expressed an emotion of tumultuous delight, because it so frequently occurs in combination with the word jod, or god, meaning joy. It would be with great diffidence that I should advance an opinion conflicting with that of either of these formidable authorities. 
dance, intransitive verb, to leap about to the sound of tittering music, preferably with arms about your neighbor's wife or daughter. There are many kinds of dances, but all those requiring the participation of the two sexes have two characteristics in common. They are conspicuously innocent and warmly loved by the vicious. Danger, noun, a savage beast which, when it sleeps, man girds at and despises, but takes himself away by leaps and bounds when it arises, by Ambat Delasso. Daring, noun, one of the most conspicuous qualities of a man in security. Datary, noun, a high ecclesiastic official of the Roman Catholic Church, whose important function is to brand the Pope's bulls with the words Datum Romae. He enjoys a princely revenue and the friendship of God. Dawn, noun, the time when men of reason go to bed. Certain old men prefer to rise at about that time, taking a cold bath and a long walk with an empty stomach and otherwise mortifying the flesh. They then point with pride to these practices as the cause of their sturdy health and ripe years, the truth being that they are hardy and old, not because of their habits, but in spite of them. The reason we find only robust persons doing this is that it has killed all the others who have tried it. Day, noun, a period of 24 hours, mostly misspent. This period is divided into two parts, the day proper and the night, or day improper, the former devoted to sins of business, the latter consecrated to the other sort. These two kinds of social activity overlap. Dead, adjective, done with the work of breathing done, with all the world the mad race run, though to the end the golden goal attained and found to be a whole, by Squantall Jones. Debachi, noun, one who has so earnestly pursued pleasure that he has had the misfortune to overtake it. Debt. An ingenious substitute for the chain and whip of the slave driver. As pent in an aquarium, the troutlet swims round and round his tank to find an outlet, pressing his nose against the glass that holds him, nor ever sees the prison that enfolds him. So the poor debtor, seeing not around him, yet feels the narrow limits that impound him, grieves at his debt and studies to evade it, and finds at last he might as well have paid it. By Barlow S. Vode. Decalogue, noun, a series of commandments, ten in number, just enough to permit an intelligent selection for observance, but not enough to embarrass the choice. Following is the revised edition of the Decalogue calculated for this meridian. That shalt no god but me adore, t'were too expensive to have more. No images nor idols make for Robert Ingersoll to break. Take not God's name in vain, select a time when it will have effect. Work not on Sabbath days at all, but go to see the teams play ball. Honor thy parents, that creates for life insurance lower rates. Kill not, abet not those who kill, thou shalt not pay thy butcher's bill. Kiss not thy neighbor's wife unless thine own thy neighbor doth caress. Don't steal, thou'lt never thus compete, successfully in business, cheat. Bear not false witness, that is low, but here tis rumored so-and-so. 
covet thou not that thou hast not by hook or crook or somehow got by gj decide intransitive verb to succumb to the preponderance of one set of influences over another set a leaf was riven from a tree i mean to fall to earth said he the west wind rising made him veer eastward said he i now shall steer the east wind rose with greater force said he twere wise to change my course with equal power they contend he said my judgment i suspend down died the winds the leaf elate cried i've decided to fall straight first thoughts are best that's not the moral just choose your own and we'll no quarrel however your choice may chance to fall you'll have no hand in it at all by g j defame transitive verb to lie about another to tell the truth about another defenseless adjective unable to attack degenerate adjective less conspicuously admirable than one's ancestors the contemporaries of homer were striking examples of degeneracy it required ten of them to raise a rock or a riot that one of the heroes of the trojan war could have raised with ease homer never tires of sneering at men who live in these degenerate days which is perhaps why they suffered him to beg his bread a marked instant of returning good for evil by the way for if they had forbidden him he would certainly have starved degradation noun one of the stages of moral and social progress from private station to political preferment dinotherium noun an extinct pachyderm that flourished when the pterodactyl was in fashion the latter was a native of ireland its name being pronounced pterodactyl or pterodactyl as the man pronouncing it may chance to have heard it spoken or seen it printed dejeuner noun the breakfast of an american who has been in paris variously pronounced delegation in american politics an article of merchandise that comes in sets deliberation noun the act of examining one's bread to determine which side it is buttered on deluge noun a notable first experiment in baptism which washed away the sins and sinners of the world delusion noun the father of a most respectable family comprising enthusiasm affection self-denial faith hope charity and many other goodly sons and daughters all hail delusion were it not for thee the world turned topsy-turvy we should see for vice respectable with cleanly fancies would fly abandoned virtue's gross advances by mumfrey mappel dentist noun a prestigitator who putting metal into your mouth pulls coins out of your pocket dependent adjective reliant upon another's generosity for the support which you are not in a position to exact from his fears deputy noun a male relative of an office holder or of his bondsman the deputy is commonly a beautiful young man with a red necktie and an intricate system of cobwebs extending from his nose to his desk when accidentally struck by the janitor's broom he gives off a cloud of dust 
Chief Deputy, the master cried, today the books are to be tried by experts and accountants who have been commissioned to go through our office here to see if we have stolen injudiciously. Please have the proper entries made, the proper balances displayed, conforming to the whole amount of cash on hand which they will count. I've long admired your punctual way here at the break and close of day, confronting in your chair the crowd of businessmen whose voices loud and gestures violent you quell by some mysterious calm spell, some magic lurking in your look that brings the noisiest to book and spreads a holy and profound tranquility o'er all around. So orderly all duns that they who came to draw remain to pay, but now the time demands at last that you employ your genius vast in energies more active rise and shake the lightnings from your eyes. Inspire your underlings and fling your spirit into everything. The master's hand here dealt a whack upon the deputies bent back when straight away to the floor there fell a shrunken globe, a rattling shell, a blackened, withered, eyeless head. The man had been a twelve-month dead. By Jamrock Holobom. Destiny, noun, a tyrant's authority for crimes and fool's excuse for failure. Diagnosis, noun, a physician's forecast of the disease by the patient's pulse and purse. Diaphragm, noun, a muscular partition separating disorders of the chest from disorders of the bowels. Diary, noun, a daily record of that part of one's life which he can relate to himself without blushing. Hurst kept a diary wherein were writ all that he had of wisdom and of wit. So the recording angel, when Hurst died, erased all entries of his own and cried, I'll judge you by your diary, said Hurst. Thank you, t'will show you I am Saint the First. Straightway producing, jubilant and proud, that record from a pocket in his shroud, the angel slowly turned the pages o'er, each stupid line of which he knew before, glooming and gleaming as by turns he hit on shallow sentiment and stolen wit, then gravely closed the book and gave it back. My friend, you've wandered from your proper track. You'd never be content this side the tomb, for big ideas heaven has little room, and hell's no latitude for making mirth, he said, and kicked the fellow back to earth. From the Mad Philosopher Dictator, noun, the chief of a nation that prefers the pestilence of despotism to the plague of anarchy. Dictionary, noun, a malevolent literary device for cramping the growth of a language and making it hard and inelastic. This dictionary, however, is a most useful work. Die, noun, the singular of dice. We seldom hear the word because there is a prohibitory proverb, never say die. At long intervals, however, someone says, the die is cast, which is not true, for it is cut. The word is found in an immortal couplet by that eminent poet and domestic economist, Senator Depew. A cube of cheese no larger than a die may bait the trap to catch a nibbling mye. 
digestion noun. The conversion of victuals into virtues. When the process is imperfect, vices are evolved instead, a circumstance from which that wicked writer, Dr. Jeremiah Blen, infers that the ladies are the greatest sufferers from dyspepsia. Diplomacy, noun. The patriotic art of lying for one's country. Disabuse, transitive verb. The present your neighbor with another and better error than the one which he has deemed it advantageous to embrace. Discriminate, intransitive verb, to note the particulars in which one person or thing is, if possible, more objectionable than another. Discussion, noun, a method of confirming others in their errors. Disobedience, noun, the silver lining to the cloud of servitude. Disobey, transitive verb, to celebrate with an appropriate ceremony the maturity of a command. His right to govern me is clear as day, my duty manifest to disobey. And if that fit observance ere I shut, may I and duty be alike undone. By Israfel Brown. Dissemble, intransitive verb, to put a clean shirt upon the character. Let us dissemble, attributed to Adam. Distance, noun, the only thing that the rich are willing for the poor to call theirs and keep. Distress, noun, a disease incurred by exposure to the prosperity of a friend. Divination, noun, the art of nosing out the occult. Divination is of as many kinds as there are fruit-bearing varieties of the flowering dunce and the early fool. Dog, noun, a kind of additional or subsidiary deity designed to catch the overflow and surplus of the world's worship. This divine being, in some of his smaller and silkier incarnations, takes, in the affection of woman, the place to which there is no human male aspirant. The dog is a survival, an anachronism. He toils not, neither does he spin. Yet Solomon in all his glory never lay upon a doormat all day long, sun-soaked and fly-fed and fat, while his master worked for the means wherewith to purchase the idle wag of the Solomonic tail seasoned with a look of tolerant recognition. Dragoon, noun, a soldier who combines dash and steadiness in so equal measure that he makes his advances on foot and his retreats on horseback. Dramatist, noun, one who adapts plays from the French. Druids, noun, priests and ministers of an ancient Celtic religion which did not disdain to employ the humble allurement of human sacrifice. Very little is now known about the Druids and their faith. Pliny says their religion, originating in Britain, spread eastward as far as Persia. Caesar says those who desired to study its mysteries went to Britain. Caesar himself went to Britain, but does not appear to have obtained any high preferment in the Druidical church, although his talent for human sacrifice was considerable. Druids performed their religious rites in groves, and knew nothing of church mortgages and the season ticket system of pew rates. They were, in short, heathens, and, as they were once complacently catalogued by a distinguished prelate of the Church of England, dissenters. Duckbill, noun, your account at your restaurant during the canvasback season. Duel, noun, 
a formal ceremony preliminary to the reconciliation of two enemies. Great skill is necessary to its satisfactory observance. If awkwardly performed, the most unexpected and deplorable consequences sometimes ensue. A long time ago, a man lost his life in a duel. That dueling's a gentlemanly advice, I hold and wish that it had been my lot to live my life out in some favored spot, some country where it is considered nice to split a rival like a fish or slice, a husband like a spud, or with a shot bring down a debtor doubled in a knot, and ready to be put upon the ice. Some miscreants there are whom I do long to shoot, to stab, or some such way reclaim the scurvy rogues to better lives and manners. I seem to see them now a mighty throng. It looks as if to challenge me they came, jauntily marching with brass bands and banners. By Zamba Q. Dar. Dullard, noun. A member of the reigning dynasty in letters and life. The Dullards came in with Adam, and being both numerous and sturdy, have overrun the habitable world. The secret of their power is their insensibility to blows, tickle them with a bludgeon and they laugh with a platitude. The Dullards came originally from Boetia, whence they were driven by stress of starvation, their dullness having blighted the crops. For some centuries they infested Philistia, and many of them are called Philistines to this day. In the turbulent times of the Crusades they withdrew thence and gradually overspread all Europe occupying most of the high places in politics, art, literature, science, and theology. Since a detachment of dullards came over with the pilgrims in the Mayflower and made a favorable report of the country, their increase by birth, immigration, and conversion has been rapid and steady. According to the most trustworthy statistics, the number of adult dullards in the United States is but little short of 30 millions, including the statisticians. The intellectual center of the race is somewhere about Peoria, Illinois, but the New England dullard is the most shockingly moral. Duty, noun, that which sternly impels us in the direction of profit along the line of desire. Sir Lavender Portwine, in favor at court, was wroth at his master who kissed Lady Port. His anger provoked him to take the king's head, but duty prevailed and he took the king's bread instead. By G.J. And so ends the letter D.